He's on Twitter at Wisco Grant. I'm Ben Kenny. Ben Z Kenny on Twitter. 877-867-1670 is how you get a hold of the show. Better, worse, or the same? Badgers, Packers, the the losses, the bad football we saw over the weekend. What are the feelings today? There are two Twitter polls up at this point, Grant. I, I didn't know how to word it to make it one. So I was like, you know what? We'll do two. First, on this Wednesday, do you feel better, worse, or the same about the Packers' loss to the Vikings? 51% so far say the same. 35% say better. Only 14% say worse. Same deal for the Badgers. Uh, tied between the same and worse. And then 23% say they feel better. I don't know. I like When I think about this Packers team in general, uh, after Sunday, I was just... Uh, I sat back. I tried to keep a level head and say everything was going to be okay. And I think it will on the defensive side of the football when it comes to the offense, though, I, I can't sit here and say I feel the same about the Packers offense than I did enter it. I, I feel much worse. Aaron Jones touched the ball eight times on Sunday, Grant. That's unacceptable yeah. to me. Like, if you go into a game with the plan of, okay, we're going to get all the short completions, we're going to get the ball to our best players, I understand that Rodgers did a fine job hitting A.J. Dillon in those spots, but how is Aaron Jones only touching the ball eight times? That just doesn't make much sense to me. Even if you need to pass the ball, even if you're down, I mean, that's arguably your most dynamic offensive skill position player, and he barely touched the football. So just overall, plan-wise, execution-wise, I feel a lot worse about the offense. I'm not going to believe that they're just going to be totally fine until I see it consistently. Well, and I, I agree with you, Aaron Jones, one of their most dynamic players, got to get the ball. Also, 32-year-old Randall Cobb was only targeted three times. I think we need to triple, maybe quadruple that over the course of the season. Let's throw more jump balls to him too. Uh, notoriously good jump ball guy, Randall Cobb at age 32. Are you being sarcastic? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, I am. I, I need to say on the, the front of the offense and expectations, I, I have an admission. I apologized about this on my show yesterday. I feel like I missed the ball on this. I missed the boat. You know, all off season, we thought Devonte Adams leaving sucks, but this will force Rogers to look elsewhere, which will be good. And as a matter of, principle matter of theory i still agree with that however this is something i didn't think about rogers always had lazard open and mvs open and tunyon open whether he threw them the ball or not he had them open because Devonte adams was occupying half of the defense at once right so it's easy to think oh tunyon was always open lazard was always open just throw them the ball even if adams isn't there there's other guys well will those guys be open if Adams isn't occupying half of the field and distracting half of the defense, maybe not. And I think that was a little bit of what happened on Sunday. And now I'm kind of worried about that. And I'm almost embarrassed that I didn't think about that over the off season. That's on me. That's a good point. And honestly, there were guys open down the field and Rogers even talked about it. He had looks down the field throughout the game. Sometimes mm -hmm. the pressure just got to him too quick, which is something you would assume. I, one, it will be fixed against worse front like the Vikings have a have really solid front seven and their defensive coordinator really impressive in his debut but I the offensive line you would think would fix that as well the time to throw was part of it but this stat that uh, Bill Barnwell brought up as well five air yards per attack there were a lot of throws in and around the line of scrimmage throughout the game and some of them I, people have gone and pointed out here he could have gone there I, not to go into the specifics of each one, but that's down three full yards from last year. 
where it was pretty much all dink and dunk stuff after that Watson incompletion in the beginning. And it were like they had the long drive that ended in the failed fourth down conversion on the goal line. But you're right. There isn't that explosiveness. And when they're down, there just wasn't that ability to go score and respond with a touchdown. There just I, there isn't that big play. There isn't that instant impact. You know, OK, we're going to get the ball, whether it's Devontae or Lazard or whoever. Uh, uh, we're going to attack the secondary. The Vikings just sat back. They kept everything in front of them and the mm-hmm. Packers weren't able to be methodical enough. I, I think that's a good point with Devontae going and it being tougher. But, I mean, yeah. Lazard wasn't even on the field. And I'm not the biggest Lazard fan. They need him because they have nothing else. I was I, I was disappointed in how little Sammy Watkins did. I suppose that's fair. I, I guess I didn't really know what my expectations for Sammy Watkins were. That's tough. I It's frustrating for me to watch all these replays and watch all these clips of Christian Watson breaking out of his route and being wide open and looking really good and then, not getting any looks really after the first play of the game. The Packers really don't have many playmakers who can create something out of nothing, right? Adams could do that. But, but other than that, it's basically Christian Watson with his size and speed. And, you know, we watched Monday night football the other night, a lot of dinking and dunking, but Javante Williams great in the open field could get extra yards, right? Those were just free yards that he basically went out there and got. And then Jerry Judy on a ball that was an underthrow, able to snag it and then take it. However many yards, like, that wasn't Russell Wilson. That wasn't scheme. That was Jerry Judy catching the ball and making a play because he's bigger, faster, whatever. The Packers don't have a lot of guys who are bigger, faster, et cetera, et cetera, except for Watson. So the more times the ball can be in his hands, the greater chance that he's going to create something out of nothing and get some free points. And the Packers were getting no free points other you know, than the pass that he dropped on Sunday. Those would have been some free points, and he dropped it, of course. Yeah, I, game script does affect it. Uh, where I, first of all, that Wilson throw, horrible throw, as you pointed out. You told me when I pointed that out to grow up. What was that? (laughs) Because it made me laugh. You were just looking for anything to confirm your initial thoughts on Russell Wilson, which at the end of the game, I, I guess they were proven right. At the end of the game, I will say this. I could have been the guy on my show yesterday saying, wow, Nathaniel Hackett coaches Russell Wilson for three months and trusts his kicker more. What does that say? I didn't do that though. Some guys did. I did not. So I, I, I controlled myself a little bit. Yeah, I did hear a little bit of it though. And you got close to it. There were some, there were some subtle jabs thrown in there or you said exactly what you were thinking while also prefacing it by saying, I'm not saying this, but you were allowed to kind of deal. Some are saying, yeah. I not some are though. And you, you connected the dots, which means I gave you the breadcrumbs and it was so obvious that you drew that conclusion yourself. I can't be held responsible for that. Yeah. I guess that's effective radio. Uh, Grant, I'm going to read you green Bay's offenses in 2020 compared to, mm-hmm. or offense in 2020 overall top to bottom compared to that of 2022, 2020 wide receiver, Devonte Adams, MVS Lazard, Tanya, a tight end, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Lindsley, Patrick, and Turner on the offensive line. On Sunday, Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, Randall Cobb, Rob Tunyon back at tight end, and then Yash Nyman, Runyon slash Tom, Myers, Hansen, and Royce Newman. It's just, uh, it sounds kind of defeatist to say, but it's a personnel thing for me where we sit here today. I Do you think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to overcome the deficiencies around him while they get back healthy and while things click? 
I don't think it's a matter of him being good enough. I think it's a matter of him adjusting and tweaking his style of play for what they need, which is almost less is more, right? The more he tries to do himself and run around and go off script and, and kind of create this unspoken bond with his receivers, the worse, right? I, I think Rodgers absolutely can. But as we've seen with Russell Wilson over the years, and we see it with Rodgers, and I'm sure there are other quarterback examples, and this is something I said a bunch last night, quarterbacks are stubborn right? They like to play the way they like to play because they're one of 10 guys in football, like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. They're both one of 10 guys in the world who can do what they do and they want to do it their way. And I don't know that the way Rodgers has always done things is 100% conducive to running this Packers offense in 2022 and getting the best result. So he's got to adjust. I think he's good enough. I think it's, it's a matter of can he tweak and, and can he be different, not necessarily better or worse. Yeah, I think the stubbornness applies here I almost directly when they're on the goal line and they're in shotgun and they're running whatever zone Yuck. read play that was. It, it sounds very basic, and I'm a Wisconsin Badger guy. I resort Get back to center. this. Run the damn ball. Get under yeah. center. Like, it sounds very simple, and it sounds very, you know, outsiders speak to say this. But in those instances, and I'll go back to the Arizona game last year. They ran a lot under center. They were under center for a majority of that football game, and it worked really well. When you're in that scoring position, I, Rogers, I, I think he came out and said he made the wrong read there or whatever reason they didn't score. Get under center. Switch it mm-hmm. up a bit. I, we mm-hmm. saw them try to operate the same as they did last year with different guys, and it just didn't work. So uh, that is where we stand. They're 0-1. The Bears are coming on Sunday. At least I kind of take some joy in the fact it's the rivalry instantly in week two after adversity in week one, where there's no way they'll have trouble getting up for this game. Can I can I ask you a question? And maybe we could talk about this at a different point in the show, but you are you are a Philly sports fan as well. So you have a great outsider perspective. When the rest of football fandom sees the promo for Sunday night football and it's Bears, Packers, NFL's oldest right, do you all just groan? Because these games suck. Like, these games aren't any good. Does the rest of football fandom just groan when this when this inevitable Sunday night football matchup is on the schedule? Oh, no doubt. Especially, well, no when the Bears are good. Which is almost never, but yes, I agree. I know what you mean. There was that one seasoning opening game a couple years ago where Rodgers goes down, and then the Bears get up, what, like 20 to nothing or yeah. 20 to 3 and then obviously Rodgers comes back and leads them to win with that long pass to Cobb. I can get up for it emotionally or I always would have been able to when the bears were good, but I mean, it's a 10 and a half point spread. It's, yeah. it's going to be better than last week. It's going to be better than Cowboys bucks. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, the same way that Wisconsin versus New Mexico state will hopefully go better than their game against Washington state. We're going to touch on that. More coming up, 877-867-1670. You want to get a hold of the program. That is how you do it. Twitter polls are up at Ben Z. Kenny. Do you feel better, worse, or the same about first, the Packers lost to the Vikings. Over 50% say the same, and 29% say better. Not many are kind of siding where I am today in the slightly worse category, given I the questions and the unanswered things they have on the offensive side. Meanwhile, Badgers lose to Washington state better, same or the worse on this Wednesday, 40% the same 45% say they feel worse. Only 15% say better. 
So I, I don't know whether it's just the contrarian in me, but I'm, I'm on the complete opposite sides as, as the public is on this uh, beautiful Wednesday. I mean, it was absolute dog crap weather here in Madison this weekend. Uh, it's a beautiful day today. I'm going to get out. I'm going to play golf after the show for the first time uh. in quite some time. Haven't had a free day to really do anything. I'm excited for that. Uh, the Brewers also are playing tonight. They won last night, which I don't know. Yeah, cool. They did, Ben. Uh, yeah, they did. What was the question you asked me before the show? Oh. Just to put it out <laughs> I, there. I said, I, I watched that game last night. You tell me what which team looks like the best team in the NL Central. Go ahead. What did your eyes tell you last night? And on that <laughs> note. That is that is Grant Bills. I'm Ben yeah. Kenny. It is the Bill Michaels Show. We got more coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. Welcome into the rest of the network. Joining us on this Wednesday, it is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills with you today. Talking Packers, 877-867-1670. That's how you get a hold of the program. There are Twitter polls, plural, up right now. Do you feel better, worse, or the same about the Packers' loss to the Vikings on Sunday? 54% now say the same 28% say better, only 18% say worse. I side, I feel a little worse given what we saw from the offense. It's a true wait and see mode. I'll believe it when I see it with this offensive attack. Same deal for the Badgers. Do you feel better, same, or worse about their upset bad loss to Washington State? 47% say the same, 38% say worse, only 14% better. And I, in that boat, also I feel a little better a couple days removed now. Uh, Grant Bills, where exactly do you fall again on these two scales? I feel the same about the Badgers, just because we've seen this a couple of times in the last few years. The things that I felt good about on Sunday, like the defense, I feel fine. I feel good about the Packers' defense. Sunday actually didn't bother me much. The offense, we might be in for a little bit of a a little bit of a slog. You know, I was listening to Aaron Rodgers on McAfee yesterday and he was talking about mental mistakes, Ben Kenny. Yep. And AJ Hawk and Pat McAfee, I thought, smartly asked him, what kind of mental mistakes? Explain, please give us the details. And Rodgers is like, well, you know, these guys got to understand the why. It's not just about the route that they need to run, but why are they running that route? And, and then when they understand the why, they can understand what adjustment they need to make and what little thing that it's like, whoa, this is too much. This is too much at once. Like if we're asking these young wide receivers or these new wide receivers to get all of this and get it right away. And if they don't, it's a failure and it's not going to work. Then it's going to be a failure a lot of the time. And it's not going to work a lot of the time. I I feel like maybe Rogers expectations of these guys is a little too high. He's asking too much all at once. So that yesterday when I heard that, I'm like, oh, this is this going to be a little bit of a grind for a while. Yeah, I'm going to resort back to what I said earlier. It sounds very simple. It sounds very classic. Wisconsin sports team kind of deal, but I, can we just, can we simplify all of it? Can we get in the eye formation? Can we run the yeah. football and do things off that? Can we go back to what won you a game in Arizona last year? Because they didn't, I, they didn't have Devonte. They didn't do anything that drastic in terms of no offense Lizard. and no Lazard. Correct. So uh, yeah. And some of them are rookies you mentioned, but I, I was disappointed in how 
a little Sammy Watkins was used where you bring him in. That's supposed to be the free agent to help the passing game. Julio Jones was out there. He caught three balls for 70, 80 yards for Tampa on Sunday. There's there are still a couple guys out there with Will Fuller. I don't know what his health status status is, but that's supposed to be the, the veteran to come in to help the passing game. And it didn't happen. Well, you know, people come to Green Bay to play with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm, I'm sure at some point we'll get some some free agents. I know Julio Julio looked really good. And I think everyone's overreacting to it a little bit, like on shows yesterday in a podcast I listened to this morning. Julio looks incredible. Yeah, of course he does. It's week one. But he did, I will say. And the way they used him, I thought was really smart. I thought maybe Sammy Watkins was going to be a little bit of a little bit of a life jacket these first couple of weeks as the offense learns to swim. Like, we'll get Sammy Watkins some balls, and we'll lean on him as we bring the young guys along. Same with Cobb, and I, it didn't really happen. The one target that's memorable for me with Randall Cobb was this inexplicable just heave when you ask 32-year-old Randall Cobb to outjump Harrison Smith. It was just bizarre the way they used those two. But R- Randall Cobb does understand the why of the route. Yeah, yeah he does. He does, yeah. uh, which is very important to, gr- to grasp the why. Uh, and self-love, of course. Randall Cobb probably has a good grasp of that as well. This offseason was prime time for the Packers being, quote, in the running uh, after other free agents signed elsewhere. They say, oh, yeah, but they were interested. Oh, but the, yeah, we tried, you know, but it didn't Just like work. the Brewers. They made some calls. It was it was too expensive. We couldn't give up a prospect for a bat. Now, we could light prospects on fire to get Trevor Rosenthal, but price for a bat was too steep. Same Same with the Packers. They're in the mix. 877-867-1670. How are you feeling about the Packers? Let's go to the phones. Line one. You're on the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got? Z in the D. What up, Z? What up, guys? So we were you guys were kind of hitting on it earlier. Aaron Rodgers dictating the game plan and stuff like that. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, I see Tom Brady is the only other quarterback. Is there any other quarterbacks in this league that get to dictate what they call and stuff like that? I mean, they used like Ben. Oh, Rodgers no doubt. I, I can almost assure you that Patrick Mahomes does uh, like the best ones do the best ones you, that have the experience and know what they're looking for. 100%. Well, Patrick Mahomes, I think gets to dictate a little bit, but I think more of that is like Andy Reid just calling up a great scheme. Andy Reid's always had great schemes for his quarterback. If it's a game manager or a Patrick Mahomes. So I see what you're saying, though. Patrick Mullins probably has some insight or gets a call or audibles and stuff like that. You would say Russell Wilson up to Monday's game? Would you, Grant? When they... would, I, would I say what about Russell Wilson? That he dictates the offense and is a wizard at the line of scrimmage? Uh, I mean, they used all of the play clock, so he was dictating something. He was doing something <laughs> up there because there was one or less than one second on the play clock left before just about every snap. He definitely didn't call a timeout at the end. <laughs> no, he did not. No. Yeah, I mean, up to that point, you thought Russell Wilson was that guy, but I guess not. I mean, if, if I was Russell, I'd be throwing my helmet on the ground. I thought, why go for a 64-yard? Yes, the kicker is a good kicker. But it's not in Denver, so the air quality ain't going to be what it was like. So a 64-yarder actually in Seattle is probably more like a freaking 66 in Denver. So and nobody know. makes field goals in Seattle. Like nobody. And nobody from that distance. I None of it makes sense. It, it made no sense for that. I thought you'd go for it. If you don't go, if you don't get it, you have, did they have, I know they had two timeouts. But they three. called a timeout. All three. They had well, they, they had, had all, all three, three, and then, yeah, they used their first. They used the first to go kick the field goal. If you don't 
kick the field goal for it and you miss it, you got three timeouts. You can get the ball back with like 35 seconds left, possibly. Or if they go down and kick a if they go and kick a field goal, there's still some time left. So I just thought it was stupid on the on that part. But going back to our original, yeah, I mean, there's only a handful, but quarterbacks. But it looks like more days the quarterback is not the one that gets to dictate. I mean, that's what I just feel. Well, I will say a lot of today's offense is built around options within the play where I, I not only progressions through routes, right? But when, depending on the defense you see, and I guess I'd say this with Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, quarterbacks that run more, obviously there are the options for all the RPO stuff that we've seen added to the game. But now there are a lot of pass concepts built into that. And then I would also say for Rodgers and for those guys, so much of it is, you know, instant decision option kind of stuff like they did on the goal line, which in that scenario, I don't love. Give the ball to A.J. Dillon. Get in the damn eye formation and punch it in. Well, yeah. yeah. Like on that, that thing, you notice the most of the success was running to the left because Zedarius was on the right-hand side. Zedarius was given the pressure that he did. And when they ran that goal line play, where they run into? To the right side. That was a bad idea. Go to the left. Stay to the left. If that's what works, keep on it. So, um, But you hope that that's not the trend all year where they can only – left because obviously then defense is going to pick up on that and shift the line to left or whatever yeah i got you z appreciate it man later guys eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. i the last thing he said in terms of you know what we see throughout the year i have no doubt adjustments are going to be made like i have no well i'll say this i hope they resort back to some more simple version of what we saw on Sunday something to get the ball into the hands of the receivers something to make things easier just for the offense as a whole so we don't hear this week and as we move forward a lot of talk about the mental mistakes and all this stuff if you simplify it a lot there isn't room for a lot of those mistakes to be made right yes I agree especially if you understand the why uh, which is a big part of the offense's success in 2022. I, I want to go back to some things he said about other quarterbacks in the league, especially Patrick Mahomes. I don't really know with Russell Wilson. I'm very excited to watch that season play out in the marriage of Hackett and, and Wilson because he's never really had a Nathaniel Hackett or an offense that he could kind of, you know, dictate terms in. But Patrick Mahomes is an interesting case study. You watched Andy Reid for a long time, obviously in Philly, where he was very good. Andy Reid was a coach for a long time in the 90s under Holmgren in Green Bay. And I think Mike Holmgren and now Andy Reid are amazing at this thing that they do with their quarterback. And Favre, very much a gunslinger, go off script, make a play. And Mahomes is the same way. Now, Mahomes, I think, is is better. Small sample size, obviously. But I agree. Favre and Mahomes liked to go off script. They like to go off script in the case of Mahomes and kind of create something. And I think Holmgren was brilliant at creating a play that would work. And Brett Favre would walk away from that play thinking, I made that happen. It was my going off of script and it was me doing this and create like I, I created this. And I think Holmgren was great at creating an environment where in, in Holmgren's head, he knew I'm going to I'm going to place these breadcrumbs all around and I'm going to set up this play and I'm going to let Brett Favre figure it out. And, and he'll feel like this was him, even though it was kind of me all along. Andy Reid is incredible at that with Mahomes, too. And maybe Matt LaFleur needs to tap into that a little bit instead of trying to tell Rodgers what to do or giving him free reign to do whatever he wants, Matt LaFleur's got to create sets of circumstances 
that will lead Rodgers to the place he needs to go, but he needs to leave Rodgers thinking it was Rodgers himself all along. Does that make any sense what I just said? It does. I'm not going to directly disagree with it. I'm not going to speak for Holmgren and Favre. I could say definitely for Reed, the thing he does best is it's a plug-and-play offense where Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill being there obviously was a big threat, and you couldn't blitz Mahomes because you knew Tyreek Hill would score a touchdown. But we saw it. They bring in Juju. He looks great in the offense. They They can throw in really any receiver that has talent into that scheme as well as running back. Right when they get to the playoffs, you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jarek McKinnon. I who are the other guys? Damian Williams. Playoff, playoff, Damian. Remember that comment yeah. from Joe Buck? Yeah, love it. There are they they throw all these guys in. What Andy Reid does best is it's a, so complex to defend because of how great the quarterback is, and in general how you know tough the offense is. Those little shovel passes on the goal line where the offensive line runs you know misdirection and then comes back to block. Having Kelsey there helps. I just think he does such a good job at uh, building an offense that you could just plop guys in and they'll succeed. And part of that is the quarterback. But I would say LaFleur's offense right now isn't that. Where you can't just, you know, plop Romeo Dobbs in at the wide receiver one position on the offense and have it all work to perfection. Because we saw it. It didn't do that on Sunday. Well, I think the modern NFL offensive head coach or offensive coordinator now Shanahan, McVay, um, obviously O'Connell now, and McDaniel in KOC. By the way, he is he's he's known as KOC on this show. KOC. Here's the problem though: like Kevin O'Connor writes for the Ringer, does a lot of NBA content, and he's the KOC that I know. So O'Connell, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to deal with that. Okay. I think the new strategy is: who's our best weapon? We're gonna line him up everywhere, move him around, put him in motion to get him open whether that's Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson or LaFleur had Adams, right? What does that style of offensive coach do when they have a bunch of wide receivers who are basically the same? You know what I mean? Oh, I can tell you. It's like, how do we get Adams open? How do we get him the ball? And now he doesn't have that guy anymore. I'm so glad you brought this up. It's positionless football. Debo Samuel is the number one at the top there. We've seen it done across the league. Julio Jones was getting carries, right? Like we've gone away from people Mm -hmm. being stuck to positions. Tight ends are wide receivers, all that kind of stuff. You know who the Packers best offensive weapon is? It's Aaron Jones. So so how do you do that? You get Aaron Jones the football, which they just didn't do on Sunday. That's what kind of perplexed me, where you're expecting all these guys that are new to just plop in on the offense and it all to work well. I, If you're going to try to have success with the guys you have, get the ball in your best player's hands, whether it's catching the ball, whether it's running it. Aaron Jones touched the ball, as I said, eight times on Sunday. That should be unacceptable. First of all, I'm typing because I want to. I've decided I want to talk about this on my show tonight. Uh, I'm I'm seeing a nice little topic created here. But look at all of these modern kind of McVeigh Shanahan types. They're all great at getting the ball to their best player. You're absolutely right. It's very. I love positionless football. I love it because it makes me think of the NBA, which is where my mind goes. Right in the 2016 Finals, the Cavs just did this thing where they're like, "All right, get the ball to LeBron or Kyrie, and we're going to run them through switches until they're matched up against Steph." And then we're going to spread everyone out and we're just going to attach that matchup, right? Even though that's not typically how offense works, it's not traditional. We're just going to hunt the best. Little connection snafu going on. We'll we'll get back to Grant. Uh, There are some times. Oh, Grant, are you back? There it is. 
yeah, you lost me. First. Now the Skype. You got the, my point though. No, the point was very well put. Uh, the Skype obviously gets in the way of. Uh, it's it's gonna suck one time when you actually are on a real rant uh, about something. <laughs> probably Russell Wilson. And right say. right when you get to the crux of it, it just you get the little beep beep. Dude, but, I had a Russ rant last night. I am. Maybe I went too far. I don't know. Someone texted in and asked why I don't like Russ. And the segment basically became, why do you like him? And I <laughs> was maybe kind of mean spirited. But it's sports, right? No, we're not really being serious. When we say we don't like a player, it, it's not the person. I don't have personally anything against most people. You know, there's exceptions to people who, you know, commit real world crimes and stuff outside of sports. Then we maybe don't like those guys. But it probably will be a Russell Wilson rant. Yes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's going to get cut off by Skype at some point. I, I just want to throw one thing on top when it comes to what you were saying about getting the best players the ball. I I go back to the Arizona game as we have. You really felt like in that game they were doing a good job of it. Jones and Dylan, really both there. And it can work with whoever at wide receiver, even if defenders decide to stack the box. I mentioned Rodgers' air yards per attempt on Sunday it was low. It was a lot lower than it was last year. It was five. It, it just, he was checking it down a lot. The eye test agrees with that. And sometimes pressure dictates that sometimes a lot of quick passes out to AJ Dillon. He was their freaking leading receiver. Um, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if that continues that we see a, a lack of really down the field, try to air it out kind of plays, but it's all about efficiency. And to me, the way you be efficient with what they have, Sunday is not the answer to that, right? Like even if Christian Watson catches that touchdown, I, it probably changes whether Rodgers targets him throughout the game and has more faith in him. But if Christian Watson catches that touchdown, I still don't think the Packers offense, um, I guess, uh, does enough to please people or does enough to quell whatever questions are there. Like succeed or not succeed, I think that's a tough line to draw. But does enough to instill confidence in people, even if he catches the touchdown. Like, I, I'll count that as a touchdown for the purposes of what the offense is and Rodgers yeah. himself, because it should have been. I don't think even if he catches that, this offense does enough to make people confident yet, right? Because I, I think we come on Monday with the same conversation. Didn't do enough with the wide receivers. Didn't move the ball enough. You know, there's no Devontae there. He goes off in Las Vegas, and the Raiders still lose, by the way. Uh, but I don't know. I look yeah. at this offense and you have to go to your most efficient options. And that's Aaron Jones for me. So do I look at the floor a little bit for this and say, why, you know, why did you go in with a plan that looked similar to what you had when Devontae was there? I do look at him a little bit, but as we talked about, he's bad or the team does not perform well, I should say after bye weeks. And we've seen that throughout his coaching career. So that's troubling at least sitting here, but we'll see what they can what they can fix moving forward. Do you have anything more on on this whole thing before uh we have a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to overdo one segment more than the next. I'm just writing things down because I'm just finding little things that I want to talk about on my show tonight. Like a fun what if that I might do for four or five minutes. Like what if Christian Watson caught that ball? Like what might have gone differently? How did that affect the mindset of the team? How did that impact how they were coached and call like just butterfly effect it. That might be something fun to think about because it might teach us something about our team. Like if you believe that Aaron Rodgers, if Watson catches that ball goes back to him and the offense is clicking and there's better energy and the game is more and get, well, then that tells me that my quarterback is a little soft. 
and that one play going south Whoa. can turn a whole. You know what I mean? Look, we got to be better than that. We got to be more resilient than that. Yeah, I do. But I, as I said, I don't think if that becomes a touchdown, much is different throughout the game because Rodgers was still pressured way too much. Um, really on big key passing downs in general, it led to a turnover. So I don't think much changes because he was forced to get the ball out early because of the pressure. And even when he was able to maybe push the ball down the field, he didn't do it. So I, I mean, a little bit changes because you're not down that much that early, but in terms of what we see in terms of execution, I think it's a lot of the same. We're going to talk more about this as we move forward coming up at 1130 NFL week one storylines, ones that caught our eye, ones that we were keen on uh, watching, following a lot of interesting stuff around the league. We'll get to that coming up at 1230, buying or selling a lot of new odds coming out when it comes to the Packers, when it comes to the division, the NFC, all that good stuff. We're going to continue the conversation next. That is Grant Bills. I am Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sp- The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.